0: We want to welcome all of our listeners to the 14th episode of Minority Report with Eric and Correll. Each episode, we talk with real operators and leaders in digital media. Today, we've got Brenda Salsa-Garcia, SVP of Customer Success at Operative, Seema Patel, VP Partnership Development from Viacom. Let's jump in and get to know them. Hello, how are you doing?
1: Good. Thank you for having us. Yep, very excited to be here.
0: Excellent, excellent. Listen, you're both leaders at your company, but I have to ask you: tell us how did you meet?
1: Yeah, so I would say it's um, a great story. So uh, I've been at Operative now for for five years. Um, uh, a lot of my role for customer success is to you know handle escalations. Um, it was about two years ago. Um, Operative was acquired by Syntech, and one of my first mandates for my executive team was to go. Um, fix a major escalation um, on the linear side for AT&T. And that's where um, Sema was um, at the time. So Seema and I actually met in probably the worst circumstances that one can ever ask for <laughs> in this industry. Um, something major broke. It was revenue impacting. And she had somebody who had no linear experience to come in and try to fix it.
2: And Brenda, of course, came in. And was just so gracious and handled the situation, which with such class and grace. And I think we hit it off immediately, and yeah. just thereafter became, you know, we became really we got to know each other through our professional relationship, but we became friends uh, as a result of that meeting.
3: And the good thing about meeting during a bad situation, the only place to go is up. Exactly. Right? So. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That,
0: that's I, would say, I would
2: say my closest
1: of friends, especially my girlfriends in this industry, came out of an escalation, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. proud to
2: say.
0: about that? Seema, how long have you been at Viacom?
2: So uh, I've been there less than a year. Uh, it'll be a year in July. Uh, and as Brenda mentioned prior to that, I was at AT&T slash DirecTV.
0: Great. What's, uh, what's keeping you busy? Um, there and, and, you know, what, how are you, how are you doing? Sure. Day day? So
2: I, I joined, uh, uh, in part in the partnership development group, um, part of the data strategy org. And my primary focus is to work with our partners to enable, um, addressable inventory across numerous endpoints. Cool. Uh, and I work, uh, internally and externally.
0: Brenda, how about you? What's keeping you busy today?
2: Yeah, so I think I'm in a very
1: interesting time in my uh, career at operative. I actually um, just uh, started a new role about two months ago. So um, I moved from the account management organization, which I was a part of for the last five years. And now I'm um, overseeing both the marketing and support organization worlds. Um, so it's a very much a day one at school. Um, so a lot of it is really just you know learning the, the basics um, and the metrics and just finding ways, I think, what, what ties me to my passion is really advocating on behalf of um, customers. I want to win, right? I want to be able to, you know, help any way, a, any way I can. So it's, you know, how do, we, ha, how do we, you know, kind of orient towards that outcome across these, um, the, these two teams, right? How do we bring out customer advocacy across these two organizations, so? Um,
0: Seema, where, where did you grow up? Tell us a little bit about uh, where you were born and raised. And, sure. Yeah.
2: So I was actually born in Hackensack, New Jersey. And at around age two, my father got an incredible opportunity and we moved to Geneva, Switzerland and lived there for seven years. Uh, and then when I, so I actually learned how to read and write in French first um, and then sort of was bilingual at home. We, we spoke Gujarati, which is an Indian dialect and English at home. And I, and I spoke French at school. Uh, and then when I was nine, we moved back to the States uh, and eventually settled in Westchester, New York, and that's where I grew up. Uh,
3: Can you still read and write in French? No. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I I'm just know. I'm learning. Right. I'm learning as I go. I know <laughs> just, just enough to be dangerous. Uh, unfortunately, when you're young, you learn things really quickly, but you also forget them yeah. pretty easily. So, I mean, I took French all through high school, and you know, tried to keep up with it, but not not fluent.
3: So one thing I love about this podcast is that you get to find out interesting things about people that you've people that you've known in this space for mm-hmm. a while that like, you know, you get to find out new things about them. And it's interesting. You two are good friends and you just found out that that yeah. Seema grew up speaking French. Yeah.
1: Thank God for the minority.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, um, tell me, Brenda, where, where'd you grow up? Yeah, a little bit so, about your background. Yeah,
1: uh, born, raised in New York, um, notably Washington Heights, right? Where all Dominicans um, come from, other than the Dominican Republic, first generation um, to two to Dominican parents. Um, lived there a little bit while I was very, very young, but came back um, to to New York. So um, a lot of the culture, I identify myself as Dominican first. Mm-hmm. Um, speak Spanish at home, Is always um, spoken Spanish. Um, and um, currently today, I live in Riverdale, the Bronx, so a lot sleepier than kind of the environment I grew up and was raised in, um, but live there with my, with my son and husband.
3: Nice. Awesome. Awesome. So um, outside of the great friendship that the two of you have, you've also been partners in uh, an organization that you've started, Tech Bay, right? So I want to ask you both about that and explain that a little bit to the audience.
2: So Tech Bay started as an idea over drinks. Um, we a number of us got together. We'd been long overdue uh, to meet up with each other, and we had so much to catch up on. And what ended up happening that night was it turned into a therapy session. Uh, you know, we we were reviewing workplace drama, life drama, and I think what we quickly realized was how much we needed that session and how much uh, our our friendship, our camaraderie meant to each other. And by the end of the night, we realized that we needed to do this more often, but we also realized that this bond could transcend and translate to other areas and we could be more inclusive of other women. Um, I think one of the things that we left that night saying, wouldn't it be great if we all got together and, you know, you invite 10 people and you invite 10 people, I invite 10 people, and suddenly we'll have a great happy hour uh, with like-minded women, women that we know, women that, that we've had relationships with and that we've, we've just grown up together with in the industry, and let's get them all in one room. And the idea sort of ballooned, and, and one of the main drivers of that was to make sure that we had a good mix of women across all levels. Mm. Uh, one of the things that was important to me, important to all of us, was the concept of paying it forward and making sure that we were inclusive of junior women, give them access to women at, the, at a more senior level so that we start to open up those doors and we, we sort of start to promote advocacy uh, and empowerment. Yeah. I mean, I,
1: Brenda,
0: did you invite 10 people? Huh?
1: I mean, <laughs> I, I tried to like, look, only like my mom and Seema knew me at that point. So um, I, I guess, you know, for, you know, for me, um, there, there was just, like, you know, two things. Number one, you know, I was, like, a girl fan of, of SEMA, um, of the other women. You know, I've been in the industry about 15-plus years. And, you know, when these women in this—they're part of the core group walk into the room, I was either scared, excited, what like, you know, intense emotions. And I remember, for me, that night, we were talking and, you know, everybody just kind of putting things on the table, challenges they are happening, that, you know, that they're having. I um, I was floored. And I said, no, but these women— Walk on water for me. They're having the same, you know, challenges I'm having. Like, how is this even possible? So uh-huh. that was a big eye opener um, for me. And then the other thing is, is like, you know, like the feeling that you know, and I say especially women. Like, when you get with your girlfriends and you have like your your group that just amps you up, you have this feeling inside of you for like the next three to four days, and you're just unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And what we said is like, well, shit, wouldn't it be great if we were able to pass this pass this on to more women, expand our circle. But how do we how do we do this so we can give everybody that feeling and everybody right. agreed because I just thought it was me that had these feelings that you know expire after a couple of days I was like no us too and I was like then let's just let's just run with it and because I can tell you one thing um, after I have a good session with my friends with my girlfriends especially yeah. women you know who I highly respect in this industry my executive team notices because I come in the next day. Guns blazing, making decisions, right? And you know, and they love it by the yeah, way. Yeah, They're like, yeah. we don't know what happened, like who you we were meeting up with last night that like amped you up, but like we need more <laughs> of this. Yeah. And that was and and that was also kind of another way for me to have, you know, c- kind of that acceptance and that and and that support. So we just wanted to bring that feeling and expand it out awesome. um, to, to the women. We we call ourselves like the good girls of tech. Um, the invite that night where we were meeting about uh-huh. nine months ago was um, lovingly noted as, like, you know, tech bays.
2: Um, that was the name of the meeting invite. Yeah. So, <laughs>
1: so, so we just, so we so just expanded just, yeah, on it. Yeah, bay is, yeah. you know, a, a term of endearment. And, you know, I, I like it because, you know, it's kind of, authentic to like the culture and you know how I how I grew up and and and, you know everybody else loved it too so like it's just something we've been running with.
3: Awesome awesome Mm -hmm. and since that first event um, what else have what other events or initiatives have have you guys done?
2: So we've had uh, we've had three events to date. Um, The first one was an initial mixer uh, back in November and then we had one in February where we actually had uh, a speaker program and we had uh, three speakers. One was, the first one was Dr. Sharon Melnick. She's an executive coach uh, and focuses on, on leading yeah. women uh, mm-hmm. that are looking to move to the next level in their professional careers. Um, so she came in and really gave some great did some great tactical exercises and got really everyone talking to each other and got everyone thinking looking at situations a little bit differently, gave them a new perspective. Um, and then we had Joe Meyer and Ryan Richardson, uh, CEO and CMO of Exec Thread, come um, and talk to us and, and talk about different avenues. Um, and I think the one and again that was the first event that we did with speakers. Right, and, you right, know, right. Then right. We the figured out the logistics and the food yeah. and <laughs> it was it was it was definitely a great exercise for all of us. Um, but the feedback that we got
3: that night. Uh-huh. uh-huh.
2: I, mean, I had women coming up to me saying, I came in, I just had the worst day, and I'm leaving feeling so good, so energized. What you've done for me is you've, you've made me think about things differently. You've made me look at my situation differently. You've made me realize I was just in a room with 60 people, and there's this network. There's this network of people. There are people that are in the same position as I am or that are kind of feeling the same way I am. And... Here's this this movement that's happening. You're not alone. Right. Yeah, and you, right. you have people systems. that have your back.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's what we want to promote. It was it was February, that theme was Love Thyself. Uh-huh, right. Uh-huh. So everything was centering around Love Thyself. And all the speakers um, up there spoke about, you know, just kind of like the value they were able to bring, how they've, you know, um Some
2: of the challenges that they've faced. yeah,
1: And how they've been able to find um success. We've it was also the first time that Tech Bay introduced bay tenders, as I like to call them. We had great support from Viacom, executives, my, my husband um, also came to help out that night. It was it was the night of like a, a snowstorm, so we're <laughs> like, oh my God, nobody's gonna show up. but it was very it was oh, very well yeah. attended and yeah. it was just, I mean, we were just um, so so happy. And then after that we did what we called a pop-up event for for NAB. Uh, we partnered with with SAS and that one was a little bit more curated. actually the first time we did invite, men um for you know for for kind of this gathering and they didn't have to serve drinks they asked beforehand um,
3: we, we want to support y'all too yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we, yeah. yeah. it's important exactly. it's important to have yeah. to have male support absolutely yeah um and it was a great opportunity for us to also kind of take you know our, the core values of tech bay which by the way we're still figuring it out was yeah, strategizing yeah, against yeah. it and yep. you know really having that 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 sounding board because as curated as the group is we also don't want to alienate, um, you know, the the male the, the male support yeah. that, that that we do receive, and right. we're actually can we talk about it? What we're gearing up for? Or?
3: Breaking news on the podcast? Yes, no, uh, all, right. Oh, okay. all right, we'll check back.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. sorry. That's all right, that's all right. You that out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank
1: God for podcast. Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. um, so speaking of support. Talk a little bit about the support that you're getting from the organizations that you both work for, as well too. Is there is there a good level of support from your from your companies?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think um, I've received a tremendous amount of support. Uh, just in you know, just the idea of it, people are so receptive to it. I mean, when we tell them what it is, how it started, and and it's a really it's a simple, it's the simplest idea. It's just get a group of good people that you know that you've grown up with in the industry, get them in the room, and it's really good, good supports good. right? And that's right. all, that's the foundational aspect of it. And so, um, and again, I'm, I'm sort of a newbie at Viacom, but uh, anyone that I've told and I've invited a number of women, um, you know, I have leadership that's extremely supportive. Uh, so it's it's been... It's just been a journey of positivity, Mm. and I have to tell you, I think that's what keeps us going, because the more events we have, the more people we talk to, the response is so positive that it just, it's almost taking a life of its own.
3: Awesome, awesome. So, another question for you, work-life balance question. (laughs) Uh, Two uh, very successful women in our space. You're running uh, the Tech Bay organization, right, along with other members that you have, and you're both working moms as well, too.
1: Yeah.
3: How do you do it? How do you manage it I, all? I
1: was actually <laughs> hoping I, for Sima to give me some advice. <laughs> because it is nice. a struggle. It's, it's
2: day by day, hour by hour. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard. I, over the years, I, I think we've all worked really hard and worked in the trenches. And I, and I think it comes down to prioritizing um, my kids, I so I have two girls, I have a 7-year-old and a 13-year-old, and um, I have a lot of mom guilt that I carry around all the time because as they were growing up, I, you know, there were definitely things that I missed out on because of work and, and, and commitments and stuff. And so what I've really been trying to be conscious of over the last year or so is, you know, putting my phones away when I get home and mm. being really present with yeah, them and making yeah. the most of the time that I have with them. Um, my husband and I both really make it a priority on the weekends to be very focused and present. And, you know, it's often, it's with, with the kids, what, what we've come to realize, it's not about what you buy them. It's not about the fancy trips. It's not about any of that. It's just really it's time. spending focused time with yeah. them.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would say, I, I would say for for me, I'm, I'm blessed because I do have a very large support system. Not that I want to promote my man too much on the interwebs, but he really does <laughs> hold it down um, for us at home. He has yeah. taken a much more flexible schedule. He is there, you know, with you know, with my child on top of all the things that sometimes I can't be. But it is that the, there is no um, elegant way to really manage it. And I, I actually, I, I, I challenge the work life balance. Yeah. It's it's really finding finding some sort of harmony and and peace and knowing that any given day you're giving up one portion you just have to be okay with it. Yeah. Um, So I I I have I have my husband who helps us out. I have my sister in laws and my mother in law who are always on call. So every Sunday in the Garcia household we literally look at my calendar Mm -hmm. and if I can't um, you know if I have to be home later I can't take my kids to school somebody signs up. For it, but one of the things I've learned, um, because I've struggled with it even in the last um, year, yeah. um, is it is really um, having kind of non-negotiable times with with my son, so walking him to school. Right is our special time, for example, um, and only something major can disrupt that. And you know, I also run a global organization um, where you know my time is also needed anytime after six in the right. morning. Yeah. But yeah. it's really, it, it's really kind of putting that um, priority. But like, look, do I get it perfect all the time? Absolutely, I don't think I get it perfect any time. Um, but you know, it, it really takes a village.
2: It does, it does. and I, yeah. and I, so I, so I second that. I same thing with yeah. me. We have a village. We have my. We have my in-laws, we have a babysitter, we ha- you know we have family that thankfully lives close by um, we have ama- we have amazing teachers at our schools and and you know before care programs and it's just it's literally it's all hands on deck all the time.
0: you know t- tell us a little bit about you know sort of mentors in this space, and you know you've got clearly some environments where like you were mentioning, people are looking up to other individuals yeah. or even you may. Uh, look up to some folks that you're interacting with, but um, you know, uh, but tell us. Did, did you have any mentors sort of in the space as you were, you know, moving into um, into this business? And do you sometimes feel like you mentor others? We'll start with you, Seema.
2: Sure. So I think I've had I've had the really good fortune of having uh, mentors along the way in my career, and I and I've learned something different from each one. Um, you know, and they, it's been a mix of, of men and women. And I, and I think the common thread between all of them has always been that they've not, they've taken an interest. They've taken a vested interest in my success because most times my success meant their success. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and they've listened. And I think that's the, the one key area that's extremely underrated, whether you're a mentor or a mentee, it's listening. Listening, it's understanding the world through that other person's perspective and really understanding what motivates them.
0: How about you, Brenda?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was, you know, I was going to say I, I, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today without mentors and having people not only take a chance on me but really um, push me right outside of my outside of my, my limits. I remember this this one mentor um, had to give some like awful news to like a the large client while I was at Yahoo. And, you know, I was helping like prepper, you know, like the information what we were going to do. And she literally caught laryngitis mm. the day of the, the, the day of the event. But that wasn't, but, but that was uh, only, o- only because she said like, look, I think you're prepared to have these meetings and defend. And th- this is, this is a part of a leadership role. And I kept backing away because I just felt I wasn't good enough. I wasn't ready. And, you know, when you're at that age, you feel unless you're hundred percent prepared, you know, don't move forward with it but um you know it really forced me to grow up and and like learn a new skill set of um, client escalation management which Sema got to benefit from there you <laughs> go. Two years I first the first of I the end. friendship yes. I so i, I want to thank her and then and then honestly honestly for for me um, you know all the executives at, at operative like I, I joke with them I'm like do you guys like talk to my mom before I walk in because somebody at some point really has to stop letting me run the muck that I do but like they they get complete joy in just watching um, you provide me entertainment. Be imagin- yeah I guess like, <laughs> what' are you gonna be up to this time so I I, I I say I say sometimes I'm just overwhelmed by the amount of, of of support and then you know the other aspect of it yeah my mentors, We created a group together. These women I've watched for years, and I've watched on the sideline just, you know, with my nose pressed up up against the glass, and now, like, these are one of my best friends. There's, you know, that and health and a family, like, you know, and and my familial support, you can't ask for for more. More, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, you're, you're both clearly passionate about the industry and what you do. Where do you find inspiration from, you know? So, you know, sometimes it's family, sometimes it's, you know, friendships or... It can be a number of things, but um how about you brenda where do you, where do you feel like you you find inspiration from drive sort of your passion
1: yeah i you know i i find I, I my my inspiration is um how can I bring more inclusion and diversity into into the industry mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. think sema um noted this earlier in tech Bay. um you know we reached a certain point in our careers and our in our age as well, and you know where you know where the response you know around the world is going that. Yep you know, everybody has a social responsibility, right, I, my my inspiration or, or my drive is I want to see more Latinos around the table, more non, you know, Caucasians, you know, more, more women, so um, when, when I see, you know, um, somebody who just represents that, that diversity, you know, I'm, I'm inspired, you know, in bringing them to the table and have them contribute, right, to any decision making that, that's, that, that's happening, so, like, when I, when I see somebody who, you know, give a voice to the voiceless, um, I, I would say, and, th- and that inspiration draws from, you know, I had parents who left their countries, right, in a very comfortable state to, you know, in a, in a country they were not know anybody, you know, whatever degrees they they earned throughout the years there didn't matter. Also, their children can have a chance, right? So, like, it's also out of respect to that generation.
2: How about you, Seema? My daughters. Uh, I... I have two girls I think I mentioned earlier a seven year old and a thirteen year old and everything I do is for them. Um, I, I often think about the world what the what the what corporate America will be like when they enter the workforce uh, if they choose to enter corporate america and while I can't control the conditions that they will face, what I do have within my control and my power is to positively impact my current situation and that's what tech bay is to me it is i can i can advocate i can do what i can to open up doors for the women that will come after me in the hopes that the positive that we put out there
1: will positively impact my girls at a later date
2: and just sort of promote that constant cycle of paying it forward so for the
3: for the women coming I mean
2: talk
1: about mom guilt. Can I throw in Gabriel there for yeah, a second yeah. <laughs> my nine year old child and you totally ahead. can. <laughs> Poor kid. Gabriel <laughs> inspires
3: me. <laughs> next question. <There> it is. <laughs> well, the next question was gonna be for uh you know, the next generation that's coming into the industry, for women that are coming into this space today, what advice would you have for them? To
2: stay curious. Um, to be bold, to listen, to not be afraid, uh, and to be comfortable being uncomfortable. It is—we uh, all know—it's constant change. It, you know, yeah. I mean, the industry is yeah. changing every hour, um, and just don't be afraid of it. Roll with it. Um, keep asking questions, and know that you belong in the room.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think SEMA. Seema. Seema definitely covered it. Um, I, I always say, like, look, if you're, if you're feeling nervous, you're feeling scared, then you're, 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 in the, you're in the right direction. I would say, like, the one thing, too, just to um, add one thing, be respectful. Like, yeah, guys, your pleas yes. and thank yous yes. just go a long way. <laughs> right. And I just want to make sure that, you know, while we're being, you know, I do believe being bold, ask questions, stay curious. Oh, my God, stay curious. Absolutely. But, you know, say a please and a thank you. Yeah if somebody needs help opening a door, the guy is just like, it. trust me, it just goes a long way. Yep,
3: yep. All right, now it's time for one of my favorite questions Uh-oh. of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, it's not on our list. Three apps on oh. your phone uh, outside of email and calendar that you use
1: I'll let Seema take that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at Brenda. I'm like, Brenda,
3: you want to go first? Yeah, I love those.
2: So, social media, I'll count it as one category. I've got Facebook and Instagram, those I'm I'm on fairly regularly. Uh, WhatsApp, I use a lot to keep in touch with with family. Um, And then the third one is an app called Storyline Online because my seven year old probably uses my phone more than I do. Uh And it's an app. Uh, started by SAG, the SAG Foundation, and it's basically actors and celebrities reading uh, children's books oh, wow. to them. So, and they're, and you know, they have illustrations and uh-huh. everything, but it actually encourages reading uh, for Ooh. the younger kids. So, I should she have uses gone that first. A, a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You, oh my God! Here it's about to go like downhill. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Facebook for sure. Uh, I like to you know keep in touch with um with with my family. WhatsApp for for the same reason. Um, very very close knit. And then I think I I think the third one is probably um, in competition between Skype because it's you know how I get just communication out and uh-huh. and um. Potentially, like, what's that? What's that health app that like counts the steps? Because I got like my reds read right to um, read to me by my doctor.
0: Looking at the wrong guy. So <laughs> <was I. laughs> no, those, those are, those are the ones, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those,
1: good, good. Those, those are, those are those great. Those are probably top three.
0: <laughs> those are great. Well, listen, Seema, Brenda, thank you so much for joining us, um, and uh, thank you all the listeners who are, are following us. You know, there's a number of ways to be able to, to find us. Uh, you can download episodes and share them. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, Twitter. Look for Minority Report Podcast. Thanks, everyone.